Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Do you see what I'm doing right now? Touching your nose. Pointing to my nose. No, you were touching it. Why? I don't know. Because you are nosy. I am not. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I'm talking about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me, the lovely, the nosy... I am not nosy. Vanessa Markey. Why do you think I'm nosy? Well, first of all, the fact that you're so vehemently, you know, argumentative, if you get... That doesn't make me nosy. If you get defensive, it's probably true. No. <laughs> because you know, you know, I'm not going here with you. It, it goes back to the whole, you know, everything about our neighbors. You know, that's not even I their truck. I don't know everything about our neighbors. I just notice when there's a giant boat sitting in the middle of the road that you can barely get around. And the guy whose truck pulls it isn't the one that's in the driveway. Listen. Maybe it's the boyfriend. Listen. We already had to move once to a house with neighbors that weren't close. I didn't say anything Our to them. Our next stop is like the desert of Australia. I didn't say anything to them, did I? All I Yet. all I did was make an observation and say it's super irritating that that boat sits in the middle of the road all the time. Yeah, and I know where this is going. The observation turns into a comment. I don't even see them. I drive home, I drive to work. I drive home, I drive to work. That's all I do. Are you ready? Are you ready? I am. We got a great show today. It may not seem like it, but we do. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to talk today about depression, uh-huh. of which Vanessa suffers. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Number two, we're going to talk about the dangers that are happening in the real estate market. Yes. I didn't keep that clip of the thunderstorms that we used to have. That was a good clip, which I had. Uh-huh. And we're going to talk about, I think, one of the things that plagues West Michigan Correct. with finance. Yes. And how we can change it. How you can change your kids, your grandkids' financial futures with, watch, this is novel, without giving them money. <gasps> Amazing. Who, who knew? So do you want to start us off today? Yes. Um, sorry, I had to find my phone because it's got the article on it. Um, no, I just I stumbled upon this article that 
popped up when I was at work, and it just said the one retirement danger no one warns you about. Sharks. Dun, dun, dun. Alligators. <laughs> no. Spiders. Um. Actually, time out on that. So I was watching Gold Rush, and they're going into, like, Guyana. Ghana? I think it's Guyana. Okay. They have spiders the size of a fist that have claws like a lobster, and they jump. I'm not going there. Nope. Nope. So, side sidetrack. Okay, back on track. Um. Anyway, this article is... From the Motley Fool, I guess. I didn't even look at that. That's interesting. Um, and it starts out with, you know, typically in retirement, you spend a lot of time talking about your nest egg and health care and long-term care and how much money you're going to be spending on that. But nobody talks about what they're going to do with themselves during retirement. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem retirees face is boredom. And you and I have talked about this. We use a different word for this. I think boredom is more of a symptom. Right. Do you know what I'm thinking about? People lose their... Identity. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Again. Um, But, well, and this, this said boredom because basically, I mean, it starts out with, you know, retirement is awesome for like the first month because it's like you don't have to get up and do Mm -hmm. the usual grind and everything but then you're home you're not really interacting with people and well let's use your grandmother for example so she was a nurse my grandma googe yes yeah and she always had to get up at like like four three or four o'clock in the morning and yet when does she get up now three or four o'clock in the morning because that's because now some people would say well you've gotten into a rhythm that's baloney. It's not a rhythm. It's become part of her identity. Going to bed at like 730 is part of their right. mantra. Yeah, it's just, just part of it. them now. And if you try to change that from somebody, it's like monumental change. I have a, uh, I've seen this a number of times. I don't want to isolate just one client. But I've seen a number of times where somebody spent their entire working life saving money. Mm-hmm. Pinching pennies, mm-hmm. cutting their the the legs off their shorts when or their jeans to make to turn shorts. Them into shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Despite that being socially unacceptable for the last twenty five out of the last twenty six right. years. Anywhere they could save money, they've done it. Right. And then all of a sudden we're telling them, Hey, you're there. It's time. And they're like, Time for what? Time to be done working. And time to start opening the coffers. Right. Open that spigot. Start taking money out. Mm -hmm. Fix the house. You can take the vacation. You can live not only the quality, the standard of life you were doing, but some of these things you've put off for far too long. I've had people where they've got, and maybe there's people listening right now. I've had a number of times, though, where somebody's got... A half million to a million dollars in a retirement account. Mm-hmm. And indoor plumbing is broken. And they haven't got it fixed. They, they're using stuff outside or they're using, you know, they, hmm. they just don't use that bathroom. Right. I've had it where they don't heat the house. They heat, the, well, they heat the house to maybe 50. Mm-hmm. And they heat two rooms to 70 with a wood stove. Okay. Yet that client I'm thinking of had one and a half million. Hmm. They could far afford to do things differently. Right. But it was that was part of their identity. identity. They pinched pennies. 
But this this goes back to actually not having enough money to do stuff. And this says retirees are 40% more likely than workers to suffer from clinical depression. And the reason boils down to feeling isolated, restless, and unfulfilled in the absence of a job. So they don't have their identity. And you go to being broke or not having enough money. Correct. That's become part of people's identity too. Right. Well, in this... This other part here says it keeping yourself engaged. The challenge of occupying your time in retirement often boils down to a lack of money more so than a lack of options mm-hmm. because there's plenty of stuff to do out there, but a lot of it costs money. Well, and I've seen this where grandma and grandpa, you know, they become a client of ours mm-hmm. and they've been so used to being able to take the grandkids to Florida or they've been used to being able to pay for this or pay for that. And that transition... And this is opposite of what we were just talking about, where somebody has been such a tightwad, and now we're saying, hey, be less of a tightwad. Right. There's other people, it's the flip-flop. You've been a, would that be a wide-wad? Opposite of a tightwad? <laughs> sure. <laughs> a loose-wad? That doesn't sound good. But we have to flip it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had somebody the other day who's retiring before they're even 62. Mm-hmm. And they won't have a pension. Ooh. So we've got to... Ch- now, they're, they're dead set. It's what they want to do. But we've got to change lifestyle to make that happen. Right. So sometimes it's the opposite way. That's about all the time we have for our first segment today. But when we come back, we're again, we're going to talk about... You know, we've taken care of the depression part, I guess. But we're going to use a couple of video clips, I think, that helps explain mm-hmm. why people struggle with money. And then we're going to talk about a way that you, our listeners, you can help your kids and your grandkids. You can, we talk, you and I talk about this a lot together, trajectory events. Mm-hmm. You can change the financial trajectory of your lineage. Mm-hmm. And this isn't, by the way, following the seven, st- you know, baby steps by Dave Ramsey. There's a baby step that Dave never talks about. I think he should, because it's one of the things that I think changed the trajectory of his kids' lives. Right. Let's take a break, then we'll be right back. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back to segment two of Fireproof Your Retirement. We are talking about today things that you can do to keep yourself entertained in retirement, keep yourself out of falling into a depression. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's, I think, caused, like we kept saying, by money issues. And by loss of identity. Right. We have a clip from, I don't know if you any you should be familiar with The Pursuit of Happiness. Well, um, I love this movie. I know you do. All right, so here, here's where we're at in the movie. We've got Will Smith. He's the father. He's um, trying to sell those little gizmos. I forget what they were. 
something to try and make money. Yes. Right. They were a bone scanner that was a little different than the normal equipment. And they're taking a break. And they're at a um, schoolyard. Mm-hmm. And he's playing basketball with his probably about four or five-year-old child. So that's where we're going to pick it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. You know, uh, you'll probably be about as good as I was. That's kind of the way it works, you know, and I, I, I was below average. You know, so, whoa. You know, and, and here he airballs it. We'll come back. Well, to he doesn't quick. even just airball it. He sends it like flying over the hoop. And he's got the worst form ever. Right. It's like the 1930s when they used to play basketball with the wicker baskets type of form. <laughs> right. He said something really important there. I wasn't any good. And therefore, you probably won't be either. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true when it comes to a lot of things. Right. But it does set a belief. And it sets standards. And we're setting behaviors at an early age. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to pause there. I'll rewind a little bit and we'll come back to it. You'll probably be about as good as I was. That's kind of the way it works, you know, and I, I, I was below average. You know, so, whoa. So you'll probably ultimately rank Air somewhere ball. around there, you know, so really you'll excel at a lot of things, just not this. I don't want you out here shooting this ball around all day and night, all right? All right. Okay. So he rolls the ball back to the kid. And the kid gives up. Yeah. He just gave up. Yeah. And you may be thinking, well, that's pretty good advice. And, and there is some benefit to that advice. Hey, stay focused. Don't put your hopes into a dream like this. Right. Make sure you go to school and everything because it's not likely that you'll be an NBA player. But Right. Well, the kid's four. Right. So here's a article. The three reasons people struggle with money and finances. It's from justaskbenwhy.com. Who's Ben? I don't know, who cares? <laughs> um, and I could care less who this author is. We Well, it's Ben, I don't know. The author is Ben. No last name, just Ben with a capital B. Number one, he lists, lack of financial knowledge causes people to struggle with money. He uses an example that he said, if I go to buy a 49-cent cone, ice cream cone, and I give the cashier a dollar four, they're going to look at me all weird, like, why didn't you just give me a dollar? So right. we're not training people anymore how to even do basic general math. Right. And while I agree with that, I don't think it's necessarily that poignant to... There's people who can't subtract 104 minus 49 who can still make good financial decisions. Right. But then he, he listed two other reasons. He said it's twofold. The source of our financial woes is twofold. One, fault lies with those responsible for setting good examples, but more importantly, two, fault lies in us for not paying attention or in simply showing a lack of initiative to self-educate. Here's what I took from that. And it, it reminded me of an example of a number of examples where I know, because I get to know people more intimately with finances than mm -hmm. maybe anyone ever has. I know struggles they've had. I've known failures they've had. And they won't share that with kids. Why? 
I don't know. It's an embarrassment. And they don't share it with friends. Why would I tell somebody I bought this and it went belly up? So that maybe they don't. I mean, if you knew, if you're a lifelong smoker and you're regretful over it, mm-hmm. and I'm not picking on smokers right now. I'm just saying, if you're a lifelong smoker and you're regretful for it, you wish you hadn't started. If you see your niece or nephew pick up a cigarette, they're just starting. You're probably going to sit them down and say, hey, this is not a good idea. You're going to try to warn them about it, aren't you? Right. Yet, with finance, we do stupid things. All of us, we've all done stupid with money. Mm -hmm. We've all had stupid stamped across our forehead for something we bought, something we invested in, something we thought would work. Right. And we keep those failures to ourselves. We don't allow for the education to learn through somebody else's mistakes when it comes to finance. And there's only one thing that could, in my opinion, explain that. Right. Pride. Well, yeah, you don't want to be a failure in something. Number two, fear causes people to struggle with money. And this goes to where I use that clip with the, um, uh, what's it called? Pursuit of happiness. Yes. So he says that if you grow up and you see empty cupboards and you see your parents freaking out every time they get a bill mm-hmm. and it's all secondhand clothes, which quite frankly, I think secondhand clothes are wonderful. Right. Our kids are, I guess you can't say that word. Our kids are Stupid. idiots when it comes to jeans. Buy them a new pair of jeans, and you know inevitably what I can guarantee will happen in six hours? You'll see them in the pond or the creek. Right. So, yes, give my kids secondhand jeans. It's great. Well, they don't care. No. They Like, I'm sorry, but our oldest gets brand new shoes all the time. By family and right. not from us. And within five minutes, that kids have climbed into the pond, yep. and I'm like, this is... Those are new shoes. What do you do? You have flip-flops for that. Right. Well, I just... stay out of the pond! I saw a frog, so I was just, you know... I thought it needed help. There was two of them together in the springtime. You remember that? Yes. Oh, there's two of them together. I Don't worry, Dad, though. I pulled them, them apart. Leave them alone. Yeah. They were, they were fighting, so I pulled them apart. There was a lot of frogs fighting in that pond. <laughs> anyway. So we're off subject. <laughs> Again. Um... But the author here said, and that's what this whole pursuit of happiness, what I'm trying to convey, was that if you grow up in that relationship, you don't think these things are abnormal. Right. And unless you talk to your child. So, and this happens too, by the way, if it's the other side. Like, you have a big house, and you got all these toys, you got all this crud. Sometimes you got to set them aside and say, hey, this isn't normal. Right. We're just lucky. We're blessed. It happened. Cool. But. Right. Don't make this part of your identity. And it then also talks about how, you know, grandparents, you know, struggle with then not being able to give to the grandkids. Going back to what we were just talking about a minute ago. Right. But number three, and this will be the last one until we take a break here. Number three, entitlement mentality causes people to struggle financially. Big time. I think that means something totally different than what most people are thinking right now. Entitlements become one of those really negative words. Right. And so everyone goes, well, I'm not entitled. I'm not, that's not me. That's not me. Nope, not me. No. It might be. We're trying to help 
make money actually probably less important in your life. Right. Help you worry less, have less stress. I'm sick and tired of seeing families, marriages, brothers split, broken up because of something stupid like money. Right. I know that sounds weird coming from a finance person, but I've seen it. Right. So what was number three that we were talking about today? The entitlement mentality. Now, we said that I, we think that maybe means something different to than what... Because everyone's going to say, oh, I'm not entitled. That's not me. Nope. Uh-uh. We see it every day. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we see it. We've got a couple of people that we know that struggle with it. And it's this idea that I've worked and worked and worked and worked. And I feel like I can't go do what I want to now. Yeah, pause this. Switch entitlement with what word? Identity. I'm telling you, this changes your concept of it. So some people have an identity. Go back to that. They've worked, they've worked, they've worked. So therefore... They feel like they should be able to go and do the things that they planned to do right. after they got done working. Now, these people... And this could be... Now, by after working, that doesn't always mean retirement, does it? Not necessarily. It could be that every Friday night, we go get dinner. Right. We and go that, out to eat. And that becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. And then when that's not necessarily financially an option, then it becomes the world is falling apart. Right. Because of something so small. Right. But because it became such a mainstay. Well, and it was something that you looked forward to every week. It was, you know, we hit Friday, we get to mm-hmm. go out. Right. You know, another one that I've seen is cars and not necessarily on the way maybe people think like, well, they have to be leasing a brand new Lexus. Cars can also be this where it becomes an extension of somebody's identity. Right. It's like I've always driven X. Right. I've always driven. It may be, you know, and right now there's a lot of listeners that go, oh, I don't drive an Infiniti or some fancy car. It might be Ford. I've always driven an F-350. Right. I'm going to continue that. Or every three years, I've always swapped out my car Mm -hmm. for another Taurus. Whatever. Yeah. Houses are one, too. Mm -hmm. All of these things we're listing right now are an outward visual representation. It's verification. Of your success. Of your hard work. Right. And people struggle when that verification, that validation. Aren't we a... I was going to say a society. Aren't we just as humans programmed to want validation? Yeah. And so being able to do the Friday night dinner, to be mm-hmm. able to, well, we've done, we've gone to Florida. Right. Every year with our kids. I can think of people that I know have gone through job changes. Mm-hmm. Incomes down a little bit. And they rationalize. They're like, well, you, Mike, you just don't know what's point of life we're in right now we're the most expensive if this happened then we'll be fine i mean how many people do you think have fallen into that a lot if only if this just happens when this happens we'll be good yeah but there's no guarantee that that's going to happen but even if it does is it good probably not you know it's the people who make thirty thousand, or or by the way fill in the blank maybe make 50 Right. I don't care what it is, but you're like, I can't save at this level. I can't invest at this level. I can't do blah, blah, or X. Right. I don't know why I said blah, blah, or X. (laughs) I guess that should have been, I can't do X, Y, or Z, whatever. 
But when I make this much more, when I go from 30 to 35, when I go from 50 to 60, when my spouse goes back to work, when the kids are out of the house, when the car is paid off, when the house is paid off, that's when I'll be able to do this thing that I know I should be. Never happens that way because even if you increase from 30 to 35, there's something else that you inevitably end up spending that money on. Or a lot of you and or a lot of us. I don't want to say you. It's us. We're sharing things that we've just internally been able to recognize as well. And it's an ever going struggle with that. Right. But you get the house paid off. And it's that's Mike. That's what I'm going to start investing. I'm going to get the house paid off. Well, things happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't get paid off when you thought it would. Right. Because you end up refinancing. Mm -hmm. Or it does, and if you don't start saving slash investing right away, it never happens. Right. You get used to, you absorb this new income. Mm -hmm. You'll notice that a lot of what we're talking about is behaviors. Right. To be successful with money. Today was all about behaviors. It's also sometimes about false logic. Because people will say, well, once this happens, then I'll do that. Right. It may be logical. Logical doesn't mean right. I'm going to use a, a scene from my favorite movie. What What is it? Captain Ron. Oh, I love Captain Ron. We have to watch this every single spring. Yes. Every spring. At, least, it's, at it's, least once. It's boating season. We got to watch it. I love Captain Ron. Well, Captain Ron's got Martin Short. Martin Short's the owner of the boat. You got Kurt Russell. He's this kind of uh, salty... Run-of-the-mill... Eccentric. Eccentric um, for-hire cha charter captain. Yep. So what's happened now is they were at one island, and they ran into some gorillas. Not grr, gore. If you haven't seen the movie, that's not funny. But if you have, it's somewhat funny. Sure. And they pick up some missionaries. Not the missionaries we give Bibles, but the missionaries we carry guns. Those types. Those are called masonaries. I don't think so. Pretty sure they are. Whatever. Militants. <laughs> there we go. And they, in exchange for taking these militants, the militants gave him guns. Well, Martin Short gets on the boat, throws the guns over the board, and says, we're not taking the militants. He goes, well, give him his guns back. Oh. So now they're stuck. They get into this squall, and everyone's panicking. So that's where we're going to pick it up. Listen to me! The boss is right! We should be okay! Because I know we're near land! I love this. Captain Ron is so excited. Here he is. Tapping on the fuel gauge. Like, see? We're out of fuel. We're good. And you've got everybody else looking at him going, what? You're an idiot. We've all had that same thing in finance. Right. It makes so much sense to us at that moment. And somebody looking from the outside in goes, what? Right. Share your failures. You want to change the trajectory of the lives of your lineage, of your descendants. Share your failures. You know, that author talked about 
you get used to something. If you get used to being broke, then you grow up, and when you're broke, you don't think it's anything on, you know, abnormal. Right. If you grow up rich, then you grow up wanting to be rich. I don't know that's the case because if you're cruddy with money, your kids will probably be cruddy with money. If you're great with money, it's still 50-50. Your kids will be cruddy with money. I talked about Dave Ramsey earlier. He's got the seven baby steps. Mm-hmm. One of the baby step number four should be, right after you start getting the right track, should be share your failures with others. Let others learn from your mistakes. Do you think Dave's kids, their tra- trajectory of their lives, do you think that wasn't influenced by the fact he's sharing his failures with millions so they can see what over-leveraging does? Mm-hmm. Yet we don't do that, especially here in West Michigan. Share your failures. Get a financial coach. Get somebody. Let somebody help you. Go to one of our free workshops. We've got them coming up. I encourage you to go to them. You can go right online at www.legacyfinancialnetwork.com. You can sign up right there. It's legacyfinancialnetwork.com. Or call our office, 616-589-4004. It's 616-589-4004. One of our staff, they'll sign you up, I promise. But go, let us help you. Until next week, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.